podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast, available every week on britishicehockey.co.uk. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And on this week's show we're going to be looking ahead to the exhibition matches which are taking place for the Great Britain side ahead of the World Championships as we'll be joined by new GB assistant coach Chuck Webber. We're also going to be catching up with the Solway Sharks as well following their brilliant season where they've won four trophies. All of that on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So hello everybody and welcome to this week's show. So shortly we'll be catching up with Martin Grubb following a remarkable season where the Solway Sharks won all four trophies, the league, the cup, the playoffs and the national final. So Martin Grubb, head coach of the Solway Sharks, will be joining us shortly. But before that, we've come to the end now of the domestic season and and speaking of silverware and cup success, a big congratulations to the Belfast Giants, winners of the Elite League playoff last weekend and we'll be hearing from Belfast on next week's show. But now we've come to the end of the domestic season, focus turns to the World Championships for the men's team next week as Nottingham will be hosting the World Championships Division 1 Group A, which features Great Britain. And in the build-up to next week's tournament, it's been announced that Chuck Webber will be returning to the GB setup, supporting head coach Pete Russell as the new assistant coach for the Great Britain side. And uh, the players uh, are all together now at a training camp. There's some exhibition matches taking place this weekend, a doubleheader with Latvia, and next week... There'll be a doubleheader with Hungary as well. And in between training sessions on Thursday, I caught up with Chuck to hear how he was settling in to his new role. Well, Chuck, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, first is first, big welcome back uh, to the GB setup. How, how, are you, how are you settling back into things? Good, you know, getting over the jet lag and everything else. I think the first day wasn't so bad, just adrenaline and getting to see everybody again. A lot of hugs and shaking hands and things and then day two it kind of hit you a little bit harder and uh but it but it's exciting it's a great group of guys it's a great staff and uh, excited to be back helping out and uh, how's training been initially with, with yourself back there as a as assistant coach how, how's how have the training sessions been thus far it, they've been great you know the guys you know the, the one thing i love about the gb guys is how hard they work and you know, the, they want to get better and, you know, they want to hear details and they want to know um, how as an individual and as a team they can make improvements. And so they're fun to work with every day that way and their eyes and their ears are open and that's all you can ask for as a coach. And obviously I, I touched upon you, you've had that experience uh, a few years back of, of being assistant coach during the World Championships. I mean, how... How tricky is it, these trading sessions, after such a grueling season for all the players? I'm imagining you've got to be a bit careful because you want them to, to reach a peak in a week or so's time, don't you, for the actual World Championship? So how, how do you take to these training sessions in these camps? For sure. Yeah, we, we're trying to keep them, you know, we're doing two a days, but we're trying to keep them each one to about an hour and allowing the guys, you know, 15, 20 minutes, do some shooting and do some things on their own. Um, but it's managing that en- energy. Like you said, they're all go-to guys uh, on their teams throughout the year. And then we go in, you know, four games in five days and ex- for exhibition. 
and, and then get into a really competitive schedule. So, you know, we got some tough cuts to make and um, which is a good thing, you know, as a coach, you always want to have tough decisions to make. You don't want easy ones. And I, I think the, the boys are setting themselves up that way. Yes, uh, the the initial uh, roster, obviously uh, Pete Russell's named it. It's thirty two players, but um, you're going to be wanting to whittle that down to about twenty two or, or thereabouts, aren't you, for for the actual championship? So, you know, like you say, th- this this is where these training camps and these exhibition matches that are coming up, this is where it all counts really for these players. It it is, you know, and that's what you know. You kind of reminding the guys, you know, there's a few guys that know they're pretty comfortable in their seat on the bus, um, but there's a number of guys that know that. You know, they they need to put their best foot forward every day and show that they can uh, adapt to the structure that we want to play and be able to do things fast and um, which is leading to a great camp. Um, you know, we're starting to install the special teams element of it and, you know, do the th- work on those things that make GB special that way. And like you said, there's going to be some tough cuts, you know, where we're going to we got to get down to that that magical number there to get through the five games in Nottingham. Yeah, and when you look at the the players and, and and where they played, they've had um some experience this year, that's for sure, especially the Belfast Giants players. But it's a good initial roster, that's for sure. It is, you know, and again, it, it, there's a number of guys that have experience on the international stage. And, you know, we have some young players as well that are trying to kind of get their footing and stuff like that. So it, it's finding that right balance that way. Everybody here has a lot of pride in putting on the sweater and stuff like that and representing the UK and GB. But it, at the same time, they realize it's, it's a small roster. You can't take everybody and, you know, and you can't just take 20 skilled guys or 20 grinders. You got to have the right balance. Yes. And uh, you, we touched upon the exhibition matches. They start uh, this weekend as a, a double header against Latvia uh, and, and and next week there's the, the Hungary double header as well. Um, head, heading towards Latvia, um, how important are these, these four matches coming up? I, I think a lot of it is just, it's putting game tape together so these guys can learn, you know, they've been watching video of other other teams run the systems that we do and stuff like that. You know, it's different things that, you know, Pete does, um, you know, Corey does and I do. And um, so the biggest thing is going to be letting them see themselves do it. You know, there's going to be mistakes made. Um, there's going to be some adversity throughout this is, you know, it's, you know, guys are battling to to make teams and stuff like that. And, and we want to put some guys in some tough situations and see how they respond. Uh, and if we, we feel if we can do that, um, it's going to give us the leg up. You know, it's the biggest thing is, is when we open up the tournament, we got to make sure we're ready, you know, all cylinders firing for that. And, and for you personally as well, we have to mention Sunday's game because that's going to be taking place at the Sky Dome. So it's, it's kind of welcome back, isn't it, for yourself? A little bit. Yeah, it'll be nice. It'll be nice, you know, to, to get to see a lot of people and I've been getting a lot of messages, um, you know, online and stuff like that. And, you know, there'll be there'll be a lot of familiar faces. And fortunately, we're able to have some success there over the two years and uh, especially in the playoffs. And, you know, so it'll be like I said, it'll be it'll be a nice um, reunion of sorts um, kind of thing. And but, you know, we got to stay at the task at hand and helping GB, um, you know, go as far as they can. And uh, obviously Latvia, um, they're in the the tier above, aren't they? It'll be a good indication as well uh, about about the level that's that's going to be needed. Of course, there's players who already know what the level's like after last year, but that that's quite handy as well. For sure, you know, the, I think yeah, I think the guys realize now that it's Great Britain is not one of those that people are taking lightly. 
I think, you know, they realize that, hey, they just came down from the A pool and everything else. And you have to bring your best. Maybe a decade or two ago, you know, countries would be like, oh, okay, we just got to show up and we can. But they realize that how hard this team works and you're going to have to fight for every inch of the ice, um, you know, to beat Great Britain. And I think we know that if we can do a good job in the special teams, um, get some timely goaltending and timely offense, you know, it can set us up to uh, jump back uh, into the A pool. And uh, what's the the general expectation about, you know, that that jump back to where you want to be? I mean, how how tricky is it going to be at the World Championships in, in a couple of weeks' time? Well, I mean, every every team wants to, to make the jump. Um, so, you know, you, you have to be at your best every night. You can't afford to have an off night from that standpoint. So it's I think the biggest thing, I think the guys understand what's at stake, especially the guys that that earned the promotion and were there and, you know, how special it is to be there. So I think it's big from that standpoint. And I think the younger guys that haven't been there yet, they're kind of keeping their eyes and their ears open and, you know, learning about it and, and need to be prepared for that opportunity if it presents itself. Yes, absolutely. And uh, obviously it's it's all happening in Nottingham. Um, I mean, the, the home crowd, how crucial are they going to be for this tournament next week? Oh, it's huge. Great Britain qualified last time in Belfast and, and how special – it was to, to for them to be able to share it with their families. And that's is even, you know, it, it just as much, you know, from that standpoint, to be able to, at the end of this event, um, be able to celebrate moving up. I think first and foremost, the first goal of this group is to move back up to the A pool. The second goal is to get the gold medal um, kind of thing. So, you know, from that standpoint, you know, we want to, you want to achieve those goals and, with the gold medal, of course, does c- come with that promotion. But first and foremost is getting that promotion back up and trying to establish Great Britain as more of a regular up there. And uh, without giving too much of, of the game plan away, I mean, how much work has, has gone in uh, behind the scenes as well to prepare for that, you know, that opening game against South Korea? But then we know about these tournaments. It's one one game after another, isn't it? But then Poland and <laughs> Lithuania and Romania um, and, and Italy. At the I mean, how much preparation has, has gone in behind the scenes to prepare uh, the, the coaches, but also then in turn the players? How much work's gone on behind the scenes to, to get to this point? Well, yeah, I mean, the players have been putting in all the physical work. And the guys that just came off the playoff weekend, you know, we're trying to get them some rest. Uh, as well. Um, so there's been a little bit of that fine line and training there between pushing and then rest and stuff like that. Um, but I think as a coaching staff, you know, it's it's putting in the work to to make sure that we're ready to go. Um, you know, we're worried about us first, you know, we'll, you know, we'll watch all our opponents and, you know, we'll see what their tendencies are. But, you know, the biggest thing for us is making sure that we're sticking to our identity, playing to our style of play, um, night in and night out, and that's going to give us the best chance to win night in and night out. No, good stuff. And and last question, Chuck, just about uh, yourself. How, how much are you looking forward to, to this tournament at the back end of April, early May? How much are you looking forward to it and what's possible for GB? Oh, definitely excited. I mean, it's now been probably, what, about 10 days since Pete called me and asked if I would be interested in coming back. And, you know, this is something since my last time in Croatia that I'd stayed in touch with him. And, you know, we talk shop and stuff like that. And always I've mentioned, hey, if you're if you need a hand or you're looking for some help, uh, let me know. And, um, you know, he reached out, like I said, and, you know, I asked the powers that be, I wife and my uh, head coach back in uh, the U.S. And 
uh, they were all for it. So, um, you know, it, I've been able to, you know, quick turnaround here and get some free time, you know, not much of it, but work on my team back in, in, in the NCAA and, you know, while working here to make sure GB gets his best chance to move up. And uh, obviously we have to say before you go, Chuck, uh, just to, to promote these matches this weekend, the doubleheader with Latvia, first game in Nottingham, the second game, um, it's it's Chuck returning to the Sky Dome after that playoff trophy success back in 2015. So so get yourself down there for that one. And then the, the hungry doubleheader at Milton Keynes on Tuesday and on Wednesday back in Nottingham. Uh, look, looking forward to those warm-up games as well, Chuck. For sure. Um, you know, all four games are big for us. Well, they're really big for the boys because they're, they're trying to make those impressions. That's their their last opportunity uh, and their best opportunity to show they belong on this big stage. And, um, you know, we're looking to see who can raise their game. And, and that as coaches, this is the exciting part. You know, we've been putting in the work all week and this is where the coaches kind of get to put their thumbprints all over everything. But come game time, it's up to the players and um, it's going to be up to them to, to be dialed in and ready to go. And, you know, I think they're going to the fans that are going to be able to come out and support us in these four games is going to be huge. And the fan support to our team is huge because it, it helps push these guys and the energy that the, the British fans, hockey fans provide is second to none. And we're excited to have some loud buildings uh, all over uh, GB in the exhibition and then in Nottingham for the tournament. Good stuff. Well, Chuck Webber, assistant coach of Great Britain, a big thank you for taking the time out your busy schedule to, to join us on this week's show. A big good luck to yourself, Pete, all the coaches and uh, all the players in that tournament at the back end of April and uh, catch up very soon. Great. Appreciate catching up with you. GB assistant coach Chuck Webber there joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast and we'll have more on those World Championships on next week's show but uh, a big good luck to Great Britain in those exhibition matches against Latvia and Hungary. As I said earlier we will be catching up with the Belfast Giants on next week's show about their brilliant season but speaking of brilliant seasons let's go to the Solway Sharks. Uh, We're going to be hearing from Martin Grubb in a second. A remarkable season where they've won not just the cup not just the league and not just the playoffs but also now after a win against Streatham last weekend the national final. It's been a remarkable season for the Dumfries club. And on Thursday, I caught up with the head coach at the Solway Sharks. It's a big welcome back to the show now to Martin Grubb. Uh, well, Martin, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, what what a season it's been. The Grand Slam now completed. Uh, we're recording this interview on, on Thursday. I mean, how, how how's it been this past week? Yeah, thanks. Firstly, thanks for having us on again, Ben. It's always a pleasure. Um, and you're right, yeah. I mean, it's been a fantastic season. The boys have been incredible. They they deserve all the all the plaudits that they get. Um, and I think this week, if I'm honest, I think they've enjoyed it from the bus ride home on Sunday to the last couple of days of messages and you know still probably celebrating at times. Um, you know, they, they they do deserve it. It's been a long hard season. And if you can win win a Grand Slam with all four trophies, it's a, it's a massive achievement, a memorable achievement. So. We've certainly had a both a great season and, and it's been a good week so far. I can, I can say that. Now I think we we caught up um, a month or so ago. Um, you know, heading into this this really busy period uh, for the club, and you know, you can win one trophy, you win two trophies, you can win three trophies as, as you've done before. But it's it's such a a tall ask, isn't it, to be that consistent? So I suppose the question is, what what's what's the secret? How, how have you managed to get to this point now where you've won all four? Yeah, I mean, I, I think. 
you know, when when we set our stall out on day one of pre-season here, we we met the players. We, we discussed that we want to win every trophy that we're involved in. Obviously, I, I appreciate that's probably every team and every club's dream, if you like, or, or certainly expectation. But what I always talk to them about is exactly that: is, is the best team is always the most consistent team. So we've got to buy in um, to each other. We've got to buy into the club's ethos. We've got to buy into playing for our spectators and each other every night and finding a way to, to stick to our structure and, and, and our style of hockey, the philosophy we've got. And and that'll get us through. And, you know, as I said earlier, I think the, the players, they deserve tremendous credit because from day one, they've bought into that. They've, we've been lucky that we've managed to have the majority of this group together for a, for a couple of years now. They understand the expectation. They understand how difficult it is to win. And their drive and determination is, is massive. So... We've we've just worked, you know. It's hard work. The secret is, is there is no secret. It's hard work. It's preaching the right things and, and teaching the right things and making sure that we don't rest on our laurels. We have we have high standards and we set these standards both on and off the ice. And you, you deal with any setbacks and learn for that and try and become stronger as a group. And this club and, and this group of players have done that. And you know, Jamie and I as coaches, we couldn't be any more proud of them because they've. They've executed everything we've asked to perfection and this last, to say, four or five weeks has been busy but has been memorable. It's one that we won't forget and that consistency and, and style of play has got us through and it's got us the four trophies that, that we strive for at the beginning. Yeah, I, I, I think the last time we spoke, it was about, uh, shortly after the Billingham game in the, the Cup final and, and we were talking about how close that was. But when you look at the league table, um, you know, just one defeat, in, in regulation, you know, a one defeat, an overtime loss, and that's it all, all season long. Um, the pressure was on, though, heading into the playoffs to, to keep that momentum going, to say the least, because then, we, you know, it, we go back to, you know, that, that cup final. It was a close-run thing, and, and then you've got, for the playoffs, you've got two of them, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I think credit, credit to Billingham when we said that after the cup final. It felt great to, to get over the line, but... I mean, boy, were we pushed all the way to that shootout. And it may, in hindsight, may have been one of the best things that happened because we were winning relatively comfortably week in, week out. Then you get to that two-legged final and, and anything can happen. And we managed to to get up early and then we would deal with kind of throwing away a, bit, a, a nice lead in that first leg. Then we go behind with 27 seconds to go and show our character. And obviously, once you win that first one in, in the shootout and you get the first one in the, in the bag, then your confidence starts to, to grow a bit more and other teams know that we've got that character so we, we needed that but then going into that the playoffs in general you know one versus eight people will look at it and say it's always an easy ride but Nottingham again and you've got to treat them with respect and do our job which we did there then you play Solihull in a semi-final and, and again a one-off game after the first period we, we showed our class and we dispatched to them which in the end up was in relative ease but again could go anyway and then the, the final against Whitley was, was a, a cracking game. They came with nothing to lose. Um, it was almost a free hit for them, but you've got to give them a lot of credit because they threw a lot of pucks at our net. You know, it was David and Paul's last game there. It was Dean Holland and I think Adam Wood's last game. So they had a real purpose and they made a, a real, real, real good game, real tough game. Um, I mean, we had Callum Hepburn gets the first of his playoff final shutouts there. So... To get that one over the line was big for us because obviously we knew we had we had won the league. We had won the league with, as you say, that one regulation, one overtime 
lost and, and maybe 12 points it worked out. So that looked comfortable. But the end of season stuff is people, I don't think they understand. It's difficult to win. It's, it's never just as easy as turning up. And everybody wants to beat that team that's, that's at the top and be the guys that stop you. And the two teams that, that tried to do that and done themselves justice. But we, again, stuck to the principles and stuck to the plan. And the players worked hard and done exactly what they were meant to do. And we've managed to come through with the, the three trophies in the north. And you know that gave us a massive boost going into that game on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? You, you can only measure your achievements based upon, you know, who you've managed to uh, overcome to, to get to where you are. And, you know, you've, you've beaten Billingham. You, you've beaten Whitley Bay and you've you've beaten Streatham, the the best of the South. Those are, are three cracking teams that you've managed to you've managed to become successful over this season. Yeah, I mean, I'd say all three of these teams are, are really really good teams in their own right. They're, they're three cracking teams. Whitley have been one of our biggest rivals over the last probably four, five, six years. Billingham's improvement has been incredible this year, and they probably would have felt hard done by that they never got another crack at us in a in the North playoff final. And then you go to Streatham, who have swept everything again in the south for, for the second or third year in a row. Um, and obviously there was the, the added incentive for them of a little bit of revenge to try and win that trophy that, that we beat them in last year. With with now their full team, we, we're getting Ryan Watt and, and uh, Van Jansenov back. So there was a lot of talk about it and there was a lot of, probably a lot of pressure on both teams. But yeah, again, we can only measure ourselves. Obviously, it's... It's the level you're at, and you can only win at that level. And as I say, it's, it's never easy, but we've just went into these games fully focused. And, and the desire is there. We, as I say, we, we, we love winning. Like the players at this stage, it's, it's almost like they won't accept anything else. And they've, uh, they've been rewarded, and it's been a massive, massive season for us, for us and our fans who were unbelievable, especially at the end of the season. So we're, we're now going gonna to enjoy that and you know soak that up and... Then we'll see if we can do it again. Yeah, and uh, just to mention for a couple of players, obviously it's been a, a tremendous team effort. But the last time we spoke, we were speaking about uh, Callan Hebben and um, you know what he did in that, that cup final against Billingham. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, I'm speaking to Slava Kulikov at Peterborough, and he's, he's been drafted in for that game. <laughs> I mean, he's had a remarkable season, hasn't he, as a player? Unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable season. The big guy is, uh, I think he's now by our fans and. Certainly, I think in the north he's now affectionately known as the Wall, and he's shown why. I mean, you don't don't get two shutouts in a back-to-back north final and then a national final if you're not a, a top quality goalie. He obviously goes and Slava called, and, and we certainly were always willing to help and allow Callum to showcase his ability at that level. So, I guess for Cal, it's not only winning a, a Grand Slam in, in our league; he's picked up a, a cup-winning medal in the national league and. He's been fantastic the whole season and he's proved his quality and he's more importantly probably proved that in the big games, I always tell our team, big games, big players step up and he was certainly massive for us and you know, again deserves all the accolades that are coming his way. Yeah, and the other player we have to mention as well who's, who's um, you know surpassed 400 appearances um, now as well, uh, your skipper, uh, Tonner. He's, um, I mean, how, how good has he been this season as well and, and reliable? Yeah, I mean, it's like we've discussed on, on various different platforms that he uh, he embodies everything about us and our club. He's record appearances, 400 uh, part of the way through the year for the one club. He's won everything now in the game at, at this level. And he is he's our leader. I mean, he's, he's our on-ice leadership. He, he does some off-ice leadership. 
he's a phenomenal person, first and foremost. And and I think his career now, as it is with, with the season with, with the Grand Slam shows, he's also a phenomenal player. And he chips in with big goals at big times. He's converted a number of years ago from a forward to a defenceman, and he, he now relishes that job. So, I, I mean, I, you could not speak highly enough of, of Stu and Turner. Callum Hepburn, you know, in the team, we've obviously got a couple of guys going out now in retirement with Richard Bentham and Gordon Horn have announced that. And again, another couple of phenomenal players who've had great careers. And, and I'm just so pleased for them all. But I think that's the thing in our group. You, you can single guys out on any given night. But the strength of our group is our team. And uh, they all play for each other and they all kind of have that love for each other. And they've certainly been rewarded. And asked you before we went on there, you know, have he had a good week and all that? I mean, the thing is, is that for the, the Solway club as well, are, are you, you going to have to build a new extension to keep all this silverware in as well? Because you have to mention the, the Solway Sharks uh, ladies team, you know, successful in their division this season. Uh, the, the juniors have won some silverware as well. I mean, it's um, it's all going well, isn't it, at Dumfries? Uh, that's that's for sure, on an ice hockey perspective. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? I think, I think one of the things is we're lucky to have the the facility that we've got and the management of the facility and the support from, from, from that facility itself for ice hockey, but not just ice hockey because our 16s have won a double. As you say, the ladies have had a great year that went unbeaten and, and won their league and, and fingers crossed they can get promotion through the playoffs. We've done our bit, but our, our colours and our synchronised skating teams this year have, have even went on to world and European glory. So, as a, as a town and as a facility, it's, it's massive. And, and I think one of the keys is we're all proud of each other in, inside there. So we've just got to find a way to, to keep it going. We've, all, we've got long-term plans in, in place, certainly in a, as a sport of, of ice hockey and that junior pathway right through to the seniors. And obviously the ladies have got their pathway as well. So if we can just keep that going, keep building for the bottom-up the way, keep trying to deliver as much success as possible, then, you know, fingers crossed it lasts for a long time. It's not just this week that we're we're talking about this. It's hopefully for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that that's the next trick, isn't it? It's it's about how you keep it going. But success breeds success. And uh, as you mentioned there about the, the junior side of it, they're all going to be tremendously inspired by, by what's, well, obviously last season, but also this season, what's been achieved. Have you noticed or continue to notice that that's that inspiration feeding through to, to the junior players? Yeah, definitely. I think there's you could see an uplift in the amount of juniors that now are, are at every single home game when they're not obviously playing um, and, and the excitement that they have around the senior team. I think we also notice the excitement that the senior players have got. We, we've got a good number of them who are now jumping on the ice and, and coaching from our Learn to Play programme right the way up. I mean, uh, Ross Murray, who's our, our assistant captain, I think he's now won the league six times in this league, but he coached the under-16 team to win in their league in Scottish Cup. And, you know, Stuart himself, Richard Bentham, there's, there's guys out there and some of the ex-players are now coaching in that junior programme. So that it's, a, it's a two-way street where... We're hoping to inspire them, but their enthusiasm and, and their improvement is inspiring our, our guys to get involved. And we've we've for years we've had a prospect program where every year we we pick three, four guys that are fourteen, fifteen year old and they get involved in the senior team probably two years before they, they, they can actually play and they start learning about that. And we had the under sixteen goalie, um, Logan Reed made his debut in Whitley when he turned sixteen this year. So there is a long term plan. There's a joined up, but certainly joined up working, and and we we want to inspire the junior players to success and and to to 
succeed in the game. But also, as I say, they, they inspire our guys, especially when they're coming to the end of their careers, to stay involved in the game and make Dumfries and, and Solway Sharks club for top to bottom successful. Oh, good stuff. And uh, I, I suppose one of my ultimate final questions here is as well, just about what, what's, your, what's your plans now after after this season? I mean, how do you, how do you keep it going? That's, the, that's the, next, the next trick, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we've got an award ceremony this weekend, so players and fans together will celebrate um, the season, and rightly so. For me, you know, my phone's already been working this week from, from Monday morning onwards, so it kind of never stops. Probably most coaches are in the same boat where you're still planning ahead and we're, we're trying to make sure that we keep the core and, and maybe recruit some new guys. And There's, there's chat on how's, how's the league's going to look. and So just staying abreast of what's going on. And Now, we'll prepare, we'll prepare, but at the same time, I think everybody at this stage needs to have some downtime and celebrate with their families. And, you know, they're the ones that sacrifice a lot for, certainly in our club, we recognise that, that they sacrifice a lot every week for us to play and coach and travel the country. So we'll uh, we'll spend some time with our families. We'll we'll rebuild and we'll review, you know, where we can maybe even get a little better if, if that's possible and, and hopefully come back next year and look to defend all four. And that's got to be our... It's got to be our ambition because if you rest on your laurels, then obviously you're not going to be successful. So we'll we'll enjoy it, but then we'll come back again, hopefully stronger, and uh, try and continue what we're doing. And last question, Martin. When you have that downtime in the coming weeks, you'll have a chance to just take a step back and, and think about what's been achieved. It's it's one hell of an achievement, isn't it, really, um, to state the obvious? Oh, it's massive. It's, it's, it's historic for this little club. And we are, we're going to sit back and we're going to look back and in, in over the next couple of weeks and months and just realise how big it was. I don't I don't know if it's sunk into everybody yet, but it's a massive achievement. It's one that I know I'm proud of everybody associated with the club and I think they will realise just how proud they should be of themselves in the next wee while. And you know, I hope everybody enjoys that chance to reflect and yeah, has a big smile on their face. Well, Marty Grubb, head coach of the Solway Sharks, a big, big thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us on this week's show. Big congratulations on one epic achievement, uh, well, four epic achievements. Have a lovely summer and uh, we'll catch up again next season. Thanks, Ben. Been a pleasure and thanks for all your support this year. Martin Grubb there, head coach of the Solway Sharks, joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And that's it for this week's show. A big thank you to Chuck and to Martin for joining me on this week's podcast. Remember, for all the latest goings-on from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can visit the website www.britishicehockey.co.uk. But I'm in Ben, and you'll make sure you all have a lovely and safe weekend. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.